The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. And away we go, back into the Pinball Show, episode 23 with your hosts, Zach Minnie and Dennis Creasel. Dennis, happy Monday. Yeah, it's my favorite day. Is it really? No, you, it's no one's You seem like day. a Monday guy. No, Monday, yeah, why would you say that? Maybe just the unorthodox nature. I don't try and just go around being contrarian. I seem like a Friday kind of fella. Yeah. No? No. If, if, you, if you were a day of the week, Dennis, what day would you I, be? <laughs> I, I'm not answering that. That's a stupid question. Hmm. Are you a leap day? You, you said a day of the week, not a date. Well, because you're being contrarian again, damn it. I'm not being contrarian. You're, you asked a what you if. You can have Saturday so, if you want it. You fine. asked a what if that is so. It's like, if you could be a color, what color would you be? Oh, absolutely like, what, what, what gray. What mean? I'm gray with a little flare of yellow every now and then. See, I know these answers. Yourself <gasps> in a stupor. I'm trying to think. I think I'd be a Friday's an easy day. Sunday's a nice relaxing day. Yeah, like, because we don't record a whole bunch yeah. of shit on Sunday. Unless you're, unless you're Sunday sucks. It's one of my least favorite days. It truly is. People are like, oh, what are you doing today, man? Oh, I don't know. I'm editing a podcast for the next fucking eight hours. Yeah, no, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I got up this morning. I'm not going to say it was like, ugh, I groaned, but it's just like, I got up and I thought, oh, yeah, that's right. It's Pinball Show and Eclectic mm-hmm. Gamers today. Well, I know what I'm doing all day. Oh, I think I'd be a Thursday. I think I'd be a Thursday because I, I, th- I really like Thursday because you know Friday's coming. Friday's usually your ass end of it. It's you know you, you shit your way through work, and then you've got the weekend. What'd you do this last week? Anything fun? No, nope. I did not do anything fun. When you're having some fun, the party's just begun. But then here comes Danny Downer. I hate you. All right, by default, you're Monday, Damon, if you're not going to answer. so Well, you can try and do what you want. Listener, what day of the week are you? Submit your answers. Don't to- waste our time uh, <laughs> reading that. We're not even going to follow up on it, so please don't email. Oh, speaking of follow up, uh, remember my premonition last week? Yes. Yeah. Now, it, uh, it did not come true. Now, I said, I said five stub toes, I believe. Not four, not six. I think I said five, if I recollect correctly. But we did get four. We got four stub toes, and ew, some people actually sent pictures. Gross. One guy, unfortunately, it looked like a stub. I said it was a it was a category three stub. He said, no, that was a break. Mm. He broke his toe. Ouch, the big one, too. That's bad. But you know what? Actually, I'm thinking about it. My premonition did come true, Dennis, because I stubbed my toe yesterday. That's five. Probably did it on purpose. <laughs> Just so that I was right. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why don't, w- would this be a stub? Uh, I got into the, the coat closet and a broom head fell and hit my little pinky toe. Is that a stub? I mean, normally I wouldn't count that because I always think a stub is when you actually swing the toe into something, not when you drop something on it. Using the toe as a weapon. 
Yeah, well, it's just like an inadvertent, you inadvertently bang the toe against something. Your toe did no wrong here. Oh, so it was a toe bang. Well, you know, you dropped, you just dropped something on it. Oh, it hurts so bad. Maybe 4.5. We were close. What's coming up this week in, in this week in premonitions? You know what this week I'm going for? We've had the, we've had the flat tires. I'm sorry, people. This week we're going to get red sauce on the shirt. Huh? Ever had that happen? I Don't... like how you called it red sauce. Why? What's wrong with what's wrong with that? Because it's like the super, right. it's both descript yet nondescript at the same time. Yeah. It's like it's very nice. Wait, what's that called? Well, you know, marinara. No, no, I'm red sauce. No, it's a, it's a red sauce. So, so you're like got... just using a broth. Like, does ketchup count as a red sauce? That's a red sauce. Um, no, it's a condiment. It's not a sauce. Marinara, or do you go marinara? I say Mar- marinara. Marinara is a red sauce. Spaghetti meat sauce is a meat is a red sauce. Right, right. Yes, I, I understand. I'm just meatball. You're keeping sauce. it really broad, and even counting ketchup is kind of lame. But eh, is ketchup a sauce? This whole thing, this premonition stuff, is stupid. I know that okay. it's going to go away within four episodes, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it does. Everything true. does, but the bloating market trends. Send us a picture of your red no, sauce shirt. Why do you want like photos of people with just, like, blood on their tie and stuff? It's stupid. I'm gonna accept blood as red sauce. I know there's no news, so you we're just. You bust your nose. You get a red sauce on your shirt. Extra points if you have a white shirt. What else did I? I'm trying to think what else I. Oh my gosh! Look, uh, baklava in the news here. I took a trip, Nicole and I, on a pin run to um, one of our friends and customers, uh, last name is Scally in Cincinnati. And the reason I'm saying his last name is because he took us to his restaurant, Dennis. <gasps> if you guys are ever in the Cincinnati area, Scally's Restaurant, everything is from scratch, handmade. Phenomenal, phenomenal. It's like a, um, he's from New York. So we got a, a lot of Italian, Sicilian kind of pizzas, but he, he does pita breads. And, and But anyway, he wanted, he had us eat everything on the menu. It was so nice, like royalty. But he brought for dessert the baklava. Now this, there's two, two types of baklava. Do you know what two types they would be? Well, I'd assume there'd be a traditional and then possibly a chocolate. Interesting. I would have went for the chocolate. No, there was uh, two types. One being, I guess, a walnut base. Mm-hmm. And one being a pistachio base. Oh, okay. Just changing the nuts around. Okay. Yeah. How about that? Fancy baklava. Yeah, I've heard of uh, I don't know if I've had a pistachio-based baklava. I've heard of it, though. Yeah. The thing that kings and queens eat. Pistachio is my favorite nut. I still wasn't much of a fan. Yeah, I figured you weren't. Yeah. Uh, the more I eat it, the more I hate it, to be honest with you. Tragic. You want to see what the correspondents have drummed up for us? If they've got anything, they probably just made stuff up, but sure. Yeah, more than likely, let's listen. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. This past week, Jersey Jack Pinball's social media feeds were full of birthday wishes. Were they for a member of their team or a designer? No, it was a happy birthday message for Slash of Guns N' Roses, and was accompanied by a picture of Jack Winery and Slash together. Part of the message stated, quote, The entire team at Jersey Jack Pinball would like to wish our friend Slash a rockin' birthday. As evidenced by the comments underneath these posts, fans believe that this is further confirmation of one of the worst kept secrets in pinball, that the next JJP machine will be Guns N' Roses. 
Jersey Jack has made a commitment to ship machines quickly after announcing, so let's hope that this machine is on the line and ready to ship soon. For the Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Hey, this is Kaz with American Pinball Update. Want to play Oktoberfest online? Then head over to surrogate.tv's Facebook page or website and you can play Oktoberfest online. The game is located in Finland and you play over the internet to a remotely controlled game. They're going to have tournaments up until August 28th with the top 10 players winning prizes. Also check out JDL Pinball on Twitch. They're streaming Hot Wheels. Search for JDL Pinball. And also This Week in Pinball has their first takes where you can go and submit your reviews on Hot Wheels. For American Pinball, this is Brian Cosner. Summertime is production time. New code keeps on coming and a couple of pinball recommendations. Hey everyone, Craig here again, the Pinball Show's Stern News Correspondent. Well, a fairly slow news week again as Stern continues to focus on production and manufacturing for now as they continue to work through their backlog of in-house orders. Meanwhile, back in the office, the coders at Stern do what they do best as more new code dropped again this week, this time for TMNT with code V1.10 and Elvira's House of Horrors with code V.98 as that game nears its mostly finished state as well. Now if you're a fan of airbrush art, do I have a treat for you this week? Be sure to check out German airbrush artist Marco Vinci on Facebook with his new designs for Jurassic Park and TMNT with his custom armor, speaker grills, back box trim, lockdown bars, legs, coin doors, the list goes on. His designs are stunning and create the perfect finishing touch to any Stern Pro, Premium or LE machine. Worth a peek on Facebook for sure to get those mod juices flowing for something a little different. And lastly, a quick podcast shout out this week to another TPN host, Jeff Teolis, for his recent episode of Pinball Profile, where he does a very interesting and entertaining interview with Juana Summers from the IFPA Women's Advisory Board. As you can imagine, Juana is also a huge promoter of pinball in general in the Baltimore, Maryland area, and I found the interview to be very entertaining as Juana is a positive and influential voice in the pinball community. So worth checking out for sure. That's all for this week. For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. All right, so they gave us a little bit there, Dennis. Always nice to hear from the correspondents. We had to go out and get our own news, and it's courtesy of the Super Awesome Pinball Show. Have you been able to listen to their interview with George Gomez from Stern Pinball? I'm in the interview. That's actually the podcast I'm playing right now, but I could not finish it before we started. Oh, nice. Yeah, I emailed those fellas, and I was like, bravo on that interview. That was a, it was a really good take. You hear George Gomez on interviews before, and they're all, always good, always entertaining and informative. But this one in particular I really liked because they got a lot of, a lot of accessory and topper talk in there. Yeah, well, amazing. Is that why you're not all the way through it? No, I, I mean, I am in that part where he was explaining like the UV kit and, and mm-hmm. the plans to start having more toppers with code. <gasps> Ooh, how do you feel about that? I feel that a lot of the enthusiasts will react negatively, but yeah. they will sell. They will sell, sell, sell. What, what's wrong with it? Do you think there's just a silent minority that doesn't care and just loves this stuff, but they're not going to oh, be sure. vocal about it. Sure. It sounds like a big, I don't even know if we can call it a minority. It sounds like uh, a, if well, they're selling that quick. Uh, 
Now, I don't know, because in the interview, for example, George did discuss how for the UV kit for Stranger Things, they did have to do that UV paint job, which was not cheap on Mm -hmm. every single play field. And he acknowledged they weren't selling to a majority of the buyers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a minority. But he also said, I think he used, I'm paraphrasing here, he said, as much shit as we got, and he used shit, as much shit as we got, those things flew off the shelves. Yeah. So I I think they're going to continue doing it. I reached out to those fellas and said, nicely done. Christian was appreciative. And as always, Franchi didn't respond to me. Man, must have shit on that man's Pop-Tart or something. Franchi, why are you angry, bro? They also talked about... There being three lines currently at Stern Pinball, a Turtles line, the backlog line of all the games they're trying to make. And then I, I found this interesting, a smaller line that's more uh, responsible for little tweaks and fixes uh, that they've either got coming back or that they're trying to, to fix. I don't know what it was. but I didn't know they took games back. I know that if a game is damaged in shipment and the buyer refuses it, then it goes back to Stern for repair. Okay. And then uh, the dealer who's responsible for that basically foots foots the bill. Is that the term? Foots the bill? Yeah. That's the bill. That's the expression. Yeah. It foots the bill until uh, the insurance company takes care of it. So, yeah. So maybe that's what they're talking about. Hmm. I don't know. But they did talk about a huge uptick in accessories in general. I like that they discussed toppers. They said that they like when the designers and the design team. They're creating these things and conceptualizing these toppers and accessories alongside uh, the game development and design. I think that's really smart, but they said it is tough to manage because creators are really busy just trying to get that damn game to cross that finish line of production and launch. The goal is ultimately for those accessories to be available at the game launch. Do you, Dennis, do you ever see that ever happening? Uh, I, I'm skeptical. I, I could, I could envision it happening, but I think they have to change their process. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think necessarily that the game designer should be the one design because of the challenge that they have in working on other games that that might have to involve having maybe accessory designers instead, separate people who can do it in, in tandem with the game development. Uh, Dennis, do you think Stern Pinball would be interested in myself being an accessories designer? Hell yes. No, I think that That's they would, bullshit. They no, I think that they would be interested. Like, I, I don't think you can design anything, and it's not because <laughs> you're dumb, but just like it's not your skill set. You serious, Clark? So <laughs> how do you know? I, because you inflated like an above ground pool as your solution for water, and that's like the most <sighs> plebe idea ever. So. I think they would look at you more in in a marketing realm, a sales realm, but never what? as a designer. I mean, <gasps> you, people look at you and they don't go, "Oh yeah, engineer." They they say that guy exudes creativity. Oh yeah, you're very. I mean, you've got a lot of like pie in the sky ideas. <gasps> pie in the sky topper. I want to write down that real quick here. Yeah, write it down. Pie in the sky. Okay. I think I could be a damn good designer of not only toppers, but pinball machines. You heard it here. CAD design. Here I come. Yeah. You couldn't even bring yourself to learn how to properly use Audacity. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see you go into AutoCAD. Right, look, I, I've got my own techniques, damn it. <laughs> Who needs Photoshop when you have Microsoft Word? I'll utilize <laughs> should, that. Should I, share, should I share the, the behind-the-scenes uh, TPN discussion about <laughs> you and the need for vector graphics? <laughs> 
Hey, it's always, I'm I'm an open book here, baby. Okay, I'm just I'm just saying that there are there are there are a bevy of software packages out there that would be useful to you to know for things that you want to bring to life, and you can't be bothered. So, no, I don't see you as a designer. Please, Stern, don't, Stern, please don't send be you upset some of my some this of my, my uh, CAD. CAD designs for these topics. <laughs> I just see it I got you. All, all the files. I can't wait for you to learn <laughs> the programming language to program the interactivity for the topper. It's just, I'm, I can't wait to see. I, I want to look at your code. I want to see uh, how you name your variables. Uh, it's ones and zeros, baby. I got this. No ones and zeros. <laughs> oh. oh, my. Speaking of designing, it's our like home. five. <laughs> I got crayons, damn it. Uh, our homie Gomi. Did you know he's not really a fan of plastic ramps? Mm, I had not known that, actually. That's uh, unfortunate. Do you like a plastic ramp? Yeah, they're faster. They are faster. And one could argue maybe uh, kinetically smoother. Mm, I mean, it, dep- it depends on what you want to do. Like, for example, I agree with the Deadpool sword shot not being plastic. I think that works very well as metal. But True. Uh, I mean, try and imagine playing Stern Star Trek and all the ramps were like habit trails it's just it just slow it up i don't see the yeah. point well they were what i found interesting they were talking about his just design elements and how he goes about doing games they said that his style is traditionally not a third flipper style and he corrected him and said well my first designed game was actually a third flipper any guesses to what that was dennis if you haven't heard it already in the podcast i have not gotten that far in the podcast i'm trying to think uh was that corvette it was very nicely done. Okay. It was. I was Corvette. just trying to. I thought I had once recalled hearing him say that Corvette was mm-hmm. his first game. One of my so. favorite layouts that George Gomez has done, and I will add to that uh, in the observations I've had on Corvette. Not only does it have an upper uh, third flipper, but it also has plastic ramps. Yeah. Well, I mean, his he indicated it, apparently because I didn't hear that part yet either that he's not a fan of plastic ramps, but. Uh, bill of materials may have mandated mm-hmm. plastic ramps on his games i'm assuming yeah it was it was nice to hear that when he was talking about a corvette he said that's a that's a ramp that he would like to use again in the future and george if you're listening to this or anybody at stern pinball tell george that that was a that was a great layout so i would very much love to see uh ramps like that in a game god i gotta get a corvette man every time i find one they're just not nice it's okay. I I guess I enjoy it more than uh, Indianapolis 500, but I don't love that game. And see that I think that when you say something like that, Dennis, most most people would disagree with you. Like most of the the hobby, a lot of people like Indianapolis 500. Yeah, I, I Corvette th- I is agree. one that yes. people don't give much time to. Doesn't get no love. Well, it should be easy to find then. But it's not. I don't know if they just didn't make very many. I don't know what it is, but trying to find them is tough. And it's got some complex like the the track system on the right. Uh, probably is doesn't have parts out there like a lot of games and the the Corvette engine top and all the hoses. I don't know. I need one of those games, guys. Get me a damn Corvette, a nice one. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure that a DMD game would look good in your lineup. Oh God, I got so much shit this week for that. Oh really? God, people are. Oh, oh, so DMD? You oh, so they're not cool anymore? You don't like Lord of the Rings or Walking Dead? That's oh no, guys. Oh, I thought you loved Ghostbusters. That's not what I meant. I mean, as I look over my left shoulder and see all those beautiful stern LEDs, all with their LCD screens, mm, there's really nothing like it. 
Yep. You you went you went to, into money many mode, so money many. Yep. Yeah, like, you you want to sink yourself to the used trash heap. I just don't want them sitting next to my LCDs. That's all. <laughs> just, 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 yeah. Okay, you've said sizes. it in a way. No one will be upset now. You've said it in a way that has totally soothed all of their offended Look, uh, I, sensibilities. I think, I think there's collectors out there like it. Like, for instance, another example so that you all can shit on me this week. I have a, a very nice example, probably a home use example of... Uh, Sega's Jurassic Park Lost World, right? Now, the game itself, I could see keeping for a while. I really quite enjoy it, and it's very difficult. I like it. The problem is, if it's just this one, it does not match up height-wise or depth-wise or anything with the head to any other pins. So I can guarantee you this, listener. This game will be gone if I do not find at least one other Sega Showcase game that can sit next to it. Is that weird? Yeah, it sounds like you're the sort of person that if you are making Christmas cookies, you only get out one cookie cutter, the one under the tree, and you just do trees. I'm not going to make one tree and then all the other ones, Santa Claus, no. I got got to have a pair. So it looks like I'm not like, what's this weird-ass game? So I'm thinking about X-Files. I'm thinking an X-Files would go great next to it. I really, X-Files is an underappreciated game. Have you played X-Files? I have. I don't like it. Why? It's it's all filing cabinet. It's dumb. I don't care for it. Oh, that's right. Competition player can't look past the actual fun I, of the game. It's not <laughs> that good of a game. Let's just put it that way. I like there the are other better Segas you could have instead. Yeah, true. Yeah, but which one's with the showcase head? You can't well, say which, Godzilla. That's which, the second series showcase head. I like Godzilla. Second, yeah, I like Godzilla too. But the head it's Starship itself, Troopers. Oh, I hate Starship. I know Troopers. you do, but God, it's got oh. a third flipper. I think it's probably a superior game, though. I'll give you that. But no, nope. It's hideous. It's ugly. The theme is eh. Baywatch. It doesn't have a showcase head. And Baywatch. I don't remember which one's like. the showcase. Space yeah, Jam. There we go. Showcase. I don't mind Space Jam. There you go. Problem I'm solved. I'm even interested we in saw, uh, there. We saw the Star problem. Wars trilogy. Go ahead. Mm. I know. Uh, you're going to get really tired of that game. And you I have to pay know. a premium because it's Star Wars just for the name, which is it still stupid. looks good. Uh, but it's got that damn Does hole. it, though? Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. You're going to get the Sarlacc Pit gobble hole sized. Th- I mean, I shouldn't call it a gobble hole because it's not really. It uh, all no. comes back into the field, but... But yeah, that massive hole that just like a crate. It reminds me of uh, Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. With ma- it had massive holes in the play field too. <gasps> I, you're not gonna like playing it. I, I get I it know. that for you, it's really all about visuals because you don't really care about gameplay. But I care about gameplay. That's why I like X Files. It's challenging. It's got a good shot layout. You don't care I about really gameplay like enough though to own a single of a game that just doesn't happen to match all the other cookie cutter game shapes that you've chosen. Hey, look, Dennis Creasel. Some of us have standards. I, and that's I love one it. of mine. Well, you know, this game actually should be at seven degrees, not six and a half. I'm sorry, guys, this is your voice, but I'm sorry, guys, I can't, I can't do it <laughs> because uh, the heads won't all be exactly the same height if I change the the size, the leg lengths on the back oh by that adjusting actually, the levelers. That sounded like a sexy southern cowboy. No, that sounded like Zach Mini when he's when he's explaining why all of his games have to be the exact same. Just just the leg lengths if it's that big of a deal. Get them all no, the same height. No, it's the heads. It's the heads. You can get them so the heads are all the same height. And what is it with your your hate on our Discord everywhere? Everybody what? hating on my singing. 
no one like i mean although i don't i shouldn't say no one that's inaccurate but i'm using hyperbole for folks that don't understand what hyperbole is um which is just exaggeration with deliberate effect but i well, we have definitely had it. i don't know what we've it means. definitely had at least 80 percent complaint level versus 80%. support level that's so bullshit i think it's yeah. higher than 80 Look, i'm being generous giving they, you we got that silent silent majority again they're not the majority they love the toppers they, they love uv reactive kits they just don't say anything. You don't sing well. You're kidding me. God! You say Radon is silent but deadly, and then you expect me not to make farting noises with my mouth? What is this? This is a pinball podcast. It's not about music. Eh, and you're just subjective. regurgitating other... And you're sticking in massive quantities of of music recorded by other artists. It's just not... like It's not, not appropriate like on multiple music. levels. The outro musics are solid, man. Oh, I hate the outro music. Especially... To a key, I man. especially hate it when you play the outro music and then you stick in outtakes, but the music's oh. so loud you can't even hear the outtakes. No, like, the music you is do down. It? The music is down. It, not, not, up, not, it. An, not down appropriately. Oh it's, just, it's way too loud for what it is. And I'd hate to see what kind of podcast we'd have if it was up there. We'd have no music. We'd have no fun. We'd have no topper talk. We'd have, we'd have no pinball isn't market trends. Isn't that why you're here? I don't know. I've heard some pinball podcasts put me to fucking sleep. No, we need a little razzle-dazzle. That's we not need a, razzle-dazzle. It's so... Look, speaking of cowboy, you made me sound like a cowboy. You know what? Looking back now, I could have been a pinball designer, but really, I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll I bet you, you ride. have never been on a horse in your entire life. I, t- I have once. <laughs> Just once. Oh, okay. Excuse me. I didn't have any boots on. I want to get like a whole... Oh, Did I ever tell you about the time a horse fell on me? Please do. No, I don't. I don't want to share it. I've was it a pony? It was not a pony. It was a smaller horse, but it was an adult. I think a it was a two-year-old. Two no, it wasn't a shell. Or is that a dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're thinking of a Shetland. Lassie. I saw Shetland when I was in England. The place I was staying at, they raised Shetlands, but um, really, yeah, a baby pony. Well, I mean. It was an adult, but how did the horse fall on you, please? Uh, it's, not, it's not that interesting. Well, so this was year. This was years ago, in the nineties, like ninety nine, I think. DMD era, yeah. Yeah, DMD. Yeah, and so I was in Alaska, and we were out in uh, out in the bush. It was a snow we horse. No, I mean this wasn't during the winter, but uh, oh, okay. but they do they do live on their own in the winter and have to figure out how to survive in the snow, and they don't all figure it out. By the way, oh, God. some of these horses are imports, and they don't know how to survive in Alaska. I, I just hope this story ends with you gutting out a horse and sleeping inside of it. <laughs> no, no, it was it was not that that was not it was not that extreme. But anyway, so this is my mom's side. This is that they have land mm-hmm. out in uh, near Denali National Park. And so we were out there and we were riding and I don't remember where we were. I think we we're going to one of the lakes. So we're on horses and we were going through what can be charitably described as a marsh. Okay. So we're cutting across the marsh and then on the other side was a steep embankment to get out of the marsh and then start going up the mountain basically. So we're all in queue and mm-hmm. you know it's one or because there's one because there's trees along the sides there as the marsh wasn't wooded but once you get out of it, it immediately is so it's one horse at a time and the embankment's kind of crumbly and stuff it's a pretty steep hill i'm i'm already skeptical of it now this this horse has already thrown me twice so, so you'd have been in your tw- early 20s i would Late have teens? been like tw- i would have been like 20 okay 
So we're in queue and all the other horses are going up and they're, you know, they're making it. And so it's my turn and they're like, okay, well, lean forward, you know, kick the horse, have it go really quick. So you did it. So I do all that. I do all that. Didn't matter. The horse balked on the, on the embankment. And so, and it's steep. I mean, it's really steep. So when the horse stopped, we had no forward momentum and that meant it had to go backwards. Oh. It fell backwards. Oh. So it went it did a um it did a one A, it did a flip, did a backflip. And oh. so it flipped backwards and landed on me. Um and but because it was the marsh, I sank when the horse so I sank into the the mud and the water when the horse fell on me instead of having to absorb its entire impact. So it broke your fall. <laughs> No, I hit the I hit the swamp first, and then the horse fell on top of me because I was in the saddle. It's like the horse was upside down. Yeah, and then it it rolled off me and got up. And I remember because my mom was there, we were all riding together, and her immediate reaction was to yell, "Are you okay?" And my immediate reaction was to yell, "No, just a flesh wound," which I should not, not have done because she panicked and oh. jumped off her horse and injured her knee. She has she has an oh artificial knee now. Goodness, because uh, of the horse incident? Well, it was already a damaged knee. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but now it was, it was re-aggravated. And I remember she went up, and then I, I got up and was like, okay, no, I'm not broken. I'm, you know, I'm drenched in swamp water. So we had, to, we had to turn around and go back. She would not, she was like, I don't want you on that horse anymore. It's thrown you twice, and now it's fallen on you. It's a bad horse. And she, she grew up with horses. This is, she grew up with horses and, and riding them and you know, breaking them and whatnot, all that, all that stuff. I remember we got back to camp, and she went to her sister, her younger sister, who owns this horse. And she just said, I want your gun. I'm killing this horse. <gasps> Please tell me this ends in a Tarantino killing of a horse. <laughs> My aunt refused to give her give her a gun. She's like, you can't kill that. You can't kill that horse. That horse is only two years old. And she's like, I don't care. It, it fell on my son. It's a, it, it forgets people are on its back. It throws them. It's dangerous. We just, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you for it. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Wow! I'll pay you to kill that horse. She's like, I'll buy, I'll buy you a horse. Your I'll mom buy you is a like one. mob nasty. Uh, so wow! Anyway, she didn't get to shoot the horse. The horse is now dead, though. Put a hit out on the horse, yeah, but, anyway. because of an accident. Yeah, and I was marsh. put on, and that horse was only half broken. And they told me that, and that's not unusual out there. Like, well, the ho- a horse is only half broken, Dennis. They are there to. Some of them are fully broken for hunters to ride, and the rest of them are to like pack out grizzly bear meat, moose meat. You know, from the kills because oh my my family out there are hunting guides, Jeez. so that's what they do. Do they live anyway. in igloos at all? No, no, they no. do not live in igloos. But <laughs> the Denali National Park is at the Panhandle, so it's in southern Alaska. Oh, southern! That's why there's horses and cowboys. In there, southern Alaska. That's why, that's why there are horses. So it does get snow in the winter there. Yes. Do you get uh, uh, Do you get red sauce on your cowboy outfit at all? With that no. fall into the marsh? No. No that. Anyway. Do you ride horses a lot? Uh, not all the time. I you mean, should I've... get you should get land and have a horse. Uh, that's all there's upkeep with a horse. I'd pay to see you ride bareback and uh shirtless on a I've horse. I've ridden bareback. Have you? Hmm? I think mm. so. I think once. I'm not a very good rider. I don't ride a lot, so like my mom's comfortable riding bareback. How to or... bruise a chode. Ouch. I'm still down. Look, if we ever do this bro trip, man, why don't we go riding horses? I'm down. I'll ride a donkey. I don't care. <sighs> yeah, donkeys are. I did back st- in college a couple times. Stubborn. <laughs>
apologies to everyone who came not wanting to hear about horses. Who cares? This is our show, right? Numbers don't lie. We're doing fine. Yeah, We're still, doing, you want to show a certain great. degree of respect to the listener. So you, you that's, don't why like I don't the, eat, that's why I don't eat ice cream while I record. <laughs> a little inside joke there. I like that. Last point of interest for me on that interview with George Gomez is that he did say, he confirmed that there is a development team working on a fall release. Ah. So there's some confirmation right there. Fall, not winter. I would have guessed maybe winter. I don't know how they're yeah, going to make more machines. Yeah, but technically winter doesn't start till December, does it? Ah, good point. Good point. So we still, my October, November guess might be correct. Eh. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I think you're, I think it'll be in that November neighborhood. Get something out in our early December even. Man, my homie Gomi talked about, he He knows the lineup. They they work two and a half years out, listeners. So 2021, 2022, he said sometimes they get shifted around, but he knows the releases of all those. That's that's cool. And if you want to hear about a possible Lord of the Rings vault, tune into that episode. Look at me giving, giving little plugs and teasers to another show. We're so gracious here at the Pinball Show. Wow. So do yourself a favor. Go check out the Super Awesome Pinball Show, especially that episode. They did a phenomenal job. And they even had Miss Pin as a guest host. Nicely done. Hey, Dennis, I, I had a question. Where, where the f*** is my New Jersey Jack game? I would ask you to hashtag patience, Zach. <laughs> Nicely done. Jersey Jack Pinball, in a recent social media post, wished Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash a happy birthday. How old do you think Slash is? Oh, I have no idea. Wow. He doesn't look like he's aged in the last... Since he's been doing... It's the hat. Maybe it is. And the glasses. Man, Slash is cool. Is yeah. there a cooler rock star than Slash? Uh, maybe. Just but just sheer coolness. I don't know what, how to measure that. Like, Because half of Slash's coolness comes from his guitar skills. His demeanor's really cool. Damn. I guess I, I bet that guy pisses excellence. But uh, as you said, Dennis, they, they post this on social media, and if you looked closely, they had hashtag patience. Now, Guns N' Roses is a widely rumored release. Do we really have to keep calling it rumored? Slash confirmed it. He didn't confirm it as a JJP game, though. He said he's working with a company on a new Guns N' Roses <sighs> pinball machine. Oh, such mystery. I don't know. I don't have much more patience. But yeah, they said hashtag patience, which I think they're just giving it away at this but point. But no, you can't you can't get a Guns N' Roses if JJP releases it, because it's not going to fit in the lineup with all your stern LEs. Well, here's the thing. That's a good point. That is a very good point. And it's why Willy Wonka was kind of sitting there by itself. And I was like, okay, once I got rid of Pirates, so I got rid of Willy Wonka. But there is a new JJP coming into Evansville, Indiana. And it's got the name of Fine, you fools! <laughs> oh. Well, at least it didn't cost you much. This process is making a return. Oh my gosh, the Hobbit's coming back! So I'll have my Hobbit, and I'll have my Jersey Jack pinballs. Next release. Hmm. If they start making the damn things 
hey, they're, they got to tool up their factory and all that. I think I'm going to go Collector's on their next release. I haven't owned a Collector's Edition Jersey Jack. I want to go Collector's. So let's hope it is Eric Menier. Let's hope it is Guns N' Roses. And let's hope he has one hell of a topper like he did on Pirate Sea. Maybe it'll be a little Flash figurine who has, uh, what, status or swagger or whatever you said oh, you wanted. Yeah, coolness. Pisses coolness. excellence. Yeah. And, and Maybe actually, when piss you piss excellence up top. Yeah, when it gets multi-ball. <laughs> It's like it, it squirts you. Oh my god, I'd open my mouth. <laughs> yeah, you Oh man, what else we got to talk about? Oh, we, we we didn't really cover this last week. Matt Morrison months ago did a <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. He did a poll on uh, the Pinball Network Pinside thread and a poll saying, "Hey, for the CGC remakes, which one would you guys like to see done? And we got uh, like 300 votes, nearly 300 votes. So nicely done, Matt Morrison. But the results are in. He covered them a little bit last week on his correspondence segment, but we didn't get to them. So I figured we'd cover them real quick here. Uh, of nearly 300 votes, almost 20% of the votes went for Indiana Jones, a pinball adventure. Does that surprise you? No, actually that one would be the one I would think they would want to do if I thought they'd ever do a wide body. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And that's why I, do, I don't think they'll ever do it. I think they will hmm. uh, with well. respect to wide bodies. Okay. Um, well, if they're I, doing wide bodies, that would be the one I would start with. Yeah. And I don't know how assets and licensing works, but, but from what I know on the inside, they still have to get licensing to some extent, but not to the full extent that they once did because they are just simply remaking it. Mm. So they technically do have the the license to do I, it. I'm, I'm too ignorant of licensor to know if that's the case or if it's just that they wouldn't need to have everything re-reviewed since it was already approved. That's exactly, yes. But it's if they still need like to that. get what Paramount to sign off because they control Indiana Jones, if they still need... Any I think what I was actor's likeness. I don't. What know. I was explained by Chicago Gaming, somebody there, is it, it's almost as if it's already passed through the tough parts of licensing. Mm-hmm. They would just need to convince them to do a re-up, if you right, will. Right, right, right. So it's almost like yeah, that's that been approved before. We just we want to add add some more units from our previous agreement because everything else has already been approved. Thus, we don't need to go back and ask all these. But I don't know. I don't know. Right. So, yeah, well, I mean, it, it makes sense, but I, I still don't think they're ever doing it. Okay. We did get uh, Cactus Canyon. This was surprising to me. 14.5% of the poll voters went for Cactus Canyon to be Well, remade. that's the widely rumored next one. So maybe a lot of people just chose it because it's what they think is going to happen. That's about as obvious as hashtag patience with GNR. But yeah, Cactus Canyon would be really cool, especially if they finish up at code. Now, that code, you guys, if they do a Cactus Canyon again, it's not like they're going to blow up the code and make it deep. None of these 90s Williams games were really well, deep. Surely no one is expecting that. They are. They will. Oh, oh okay. You'll well, get pinside hate. Oh, this game well, is shallow. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see on the used market then when they all flood out because people don't like it. Yeah, I don't see that. I, I would be really interested in purchasing a Cactus Canyon. And I am told whether it's Cactus Canyon or not. The next LE topper for CGC, whew, you want to be sitting down when you get to experience that thing. That's awesome. 
See, people get a little nuggets here and there. Tales of Arabian Nights got 14% of the vote. I can see them doing that. It's non-licensed. Yeah. should be easy yeah. enough to do. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do it. Mm-hmm. And tied at 8.1% was both Twilight Zone and the Addams Family. Depending on the licensing challenges. I remember Adam's Family, when uh, Pinball Arcade wanted to do it, they never could get the right to do Christopher Lloyd, I think. Mm. So, And then I had to throw this nugget in there. Um, Radical, believe yeah. it or not, what a Radical joke. got 3.4% of Radical's the a good game, but it is not a good remake idea. They won't sell, they won't sell enough. I can see a big boom box topper. I, I mean, you want to talk about people wanting only LCD games in their perfectly aligned uh, back box lineup. No one's going to get a, go out and buy in large numbers remakes of non-DMDs. Mm, what if they put them into a contemporary CGC cab? That's what I thought it's about doing. Still, it's still an alphanumeric game, though. When I had a Radical, I thought about, I thought about changing that cabinet. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Is it... Does that upset people? If that's, does it still feel like a remake when you make Radical so radically different looking? Tubular. That's a good question. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, I wouldn't get hung up personally on the shape of the cabinet, but I'm not the target mm-hmm. audience. I just don't think you. I don't think you remake System Elevens. So no System Elevens. I, I don't think that. I don't think they could sell enough to justify the R and D to remake it. Hmm. See, now because they're, I, gonna, they're, they're not going to be able to sell it for like significantly less than they would sell Attack from Mars and Monster Bash for. So that's true. Yeah. It's just and as old as it looks, it's the same reason why you can't have a new Sea Witch or Quicksilver or whatever. There are people who love those games, but not enough that are going to pay five thousand dollars for a nineteen eighty. Well, set. at some point, Dennis, we're gonna we're gonna hit the spot where the secondary market on some of these games they're not going to have any more remakes to make then you think about a whitewater right sure but cgc has already been planning for that right they've been talking about the that they're going to start doing original games so i think that they're going to transition away from remakes i think we see a non-remake original game from cgc in 2021 it's feasible, but we have to bear in mind that there are still a number of other, it's not all just WMS. You know, there's been talk about them going and remaking Capcom stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, they wanted to swoop in and do Kingpin. I honestly, even if they did it in 2023, I still think they would beat Circus Maximus. So or <laughs> Big Bang Bar, Big Sorry. Bang Bar would be another one that they could thing. remake that I've heard rumors about. Here's the thing. Even though there doesn't, it doesn't feel like there are a lot of quote unquote viable games for cgc to continue to remake they don't exactly turn out the new remake titles very quickly so that's i mean they're not even averaging a, a game a year. Well. Yeah. They're, sl- they're slow let's i mean let, let me be blunt they're slow yeah, they're they slow at slow. this even though mm-hmm. they don't have any significant development they're slow i wonder what that is and you might see them do some contract manufacturing too we've already sure. talked about them doing that with spooky Right. And uh, yeah, that's got to fit in somewhere. And that that workload may mean they don't feel like doing another remake while that's on the line. Yeah, Uh, the potential is there more so than probably any company besides Stern. Chicago Gaming, potential is there. Uh, I know some people who think they're the second largest manufacturer. (sighs) Mm. Yeah, they might be. But man, that freight train of JJP, that thing is coming and it's coming quick. Choo choo. And it is coming. I, have you ever been to the old, uh, I guess it's the Churchill factory? Where no. Chicago Gaming? I've I've walked around in there. It is interesting. It's like an understatement. 
It is very, very cool. But it is there is nothing showy about that place. And that place looks like you took a trip through time. It's even, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It looks like something off of a movie. Old, dark, like just a warehouse with windows and, oh. It's down there in, uh, I think, Cicero area, Chicago. In other news, Oktoberfest by American Pinball. You can now play remotely online through Surrogate Games on Twitch. Hmm. I you never knew that. I don't either. If you got a lag time, then I don't well, care. Well, lag's inevitable. There's but always I latency. Care. I don't care then. Well, it's, there's no way to solve latency. Is there not? No, uh, because uh, you're you're still constrained by the speed of whatever data can move at. And remember, there's you can never go faster than light itself. So why not? If you're because there is nothing faster than light. Oh, oh, there's your ignorance. How do you know there's not? I know, Zach. There could be. We just don't know it. I love how you're you're trying to to rely upon like a combination of high school science and um, what you might have picked up hearing someone describe a Star Trek episode to you to, to argue be, hey, for wait, how there might be something to, faster than. To life. be fair, not that I'm a complete idiot. I do have graduate studies in biology. Damn it! Oh, bio, oh biology. Oh, so you know all about pharmacology. Yes, light. Well, I'm just I, saying. I, I apologize. I'm a complete Zach. nimrod here. Whoa! I but had no idea. Honestly, to support your notion, there, I was just thinking the whole time, Marty. Get it but, back to the future. Let, let's put it, let's put it another way. So fiber optics are using light. So given our data and can never go faster than light because we never use anything faster than light to send data, you always have to deal with that travel time for your data to go from point A to point B. And however many other of tubes, if we want to call it, in the internet that you have to pass through to get to it. So you always have ping. You always have latency because you're not immediately. There's latency with the flipper buttons. It's just so short you can't detect it with your brain. But we haven't seen the flipper. And remember, it's yet, it's two so. different things. We've we've got the surrogate game signal that you as the player are sending to the game, but then that has to register, has to be caught by camera, has to then be transmitted through Twitch, which has delays to you. So it's like every single step. In competitive video games, latency is a problem when someone is playing in Australia and the rest of his teammates are playing in North America. It's that it's just that it's just that substantive. It's just it's unavoidable. And it's measured in milliseconds, but as you know, you can detect milliseconds with your eye. So that's why it's hard. And that's why I'm not interested. I'm not I'm not interested in any of this stuff. You know why? Because every time I go to twitch.tv slash whatever the hell it is, pinball, the category pinball. They've always they're always live and it makes me mad. It's like oh, yeah, but it's like it sorts again. by at least mine always sorts by number of viewers, so they're always it at does, the bottom because uh, the only people watching are the player. Still frustrating. I'm like oh there they are again. They just camp out here on the pinball category. Oh, what a whiny complaint. I don't know. I, I was just trying to find a way to to push it towards Back to the Future. Golly. You know, I did talk to Dwight Sullivan this week. We got something that we're working on for the podcast in an upcoming episode. But I asked him, I'm like, and I was just like, dude, why why can't we get back to the future? Come on. And of course, he wasn't going to tell me anything, but damn it. And then I even talked to Ken this week. And I'm like, Ken, you're close enough with the owners of JJP now. 
Like, I just want a definitive reason why we can't get back to the future pinball. My head is in such pain and turmoil. It's been done and it's old. No one, no one, no one can't quit lying. Bullshit. Quit Bullshit. Lying. Dwight Sullivan said that is one that he would die to make. Die well, to make. It's not Dwight's decision, so deal with it. I just want to know why. Because it's a has-been license. That's no one not cares the reason anymore. why. No That's one not cares anymore. Why. No one cares. Fake news, listeners. It, no one cares. Yes, they do. And no one cares. It'll never live up to expectations. You care about it's that a total mistake. It's message total us mistake. at the pinball network at gmail.com. Why Jeez. do this when you could do things like like turtles, like, which are still relevant? I mean, oh. turtles had an old crappy pinball machine, but it's still relevant. Nothing about Back to the Future is relevant anymore. Yes, it is. It's one no. of the greatest films ever made and series ever made. Uh, no. It's, it's greatness. Not. It's not. God, Michael J. Fox is going to shit on your doorstep. No, he's not. He's not even going to lend his likeness. Have to have a potato be Marty McFly. <sighs> Let's talk about toppers. Last news story. Guy fucking bum me out and shit. Coming up on the market trends. You bum me right before market trends. Every damn episode. Try to market take trends my... like takes an hour of this show. So it's, it's like to take always on the, it's, uh, it's always near market trends, no matter what I say. Gotta eat some Goya beans. Have you seen the Deadpool head? Uh, it's like a toy. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, you like program it with your phone. It says different stuff. It's a Deadpool head. Uh, you said earlier off air that somebody put one in a refrigerator or stuff. Like, yeah. cool toy. Um, full size. Somebody actually wired this damn thing up to be the topper of the Deadpool pinball machine by steering pinball. That mm. is fucking cool. I don't know how they did it, though, because it takes, I believe, batteries. So I don't know, it, I don't, they did a, you'll have to find it on Facebook, but I've always wanted to take toys that are battery powered and like, how do I make this interactive into a topper, at least power up and power down with a pinball machine. And it has been done, probably void your warranty. So uh, precautions there, but it was really, really cool. Shout out to the guy that made that. Seems like a game you would own, Deadpool. I do like Deadpool. I've thought about it a couple times, but. Seems like a Dennis game. But we had one on location, so I never really needed to. What else you got on location? Anything new? I don't. I haven't been to any locations since the stay-at-home orders first hit. You know, I bet the operators and routers over in Kansas City, Missouri, I bet they supply their locations with pinball machines based on the expertise and knowledge of a pinball market trends. Nope, that's incorrect. Eh, might be correct. You never know. Uh, I know, because I talk to them. Yeah, but I talk to them, and they might be... No, they don't even buy from you. I, well, that's fair enough, but they might call me for advice. Which you love when people buy from others and then call you for help. <sighs> Still love you, Joe. <laughs> Training up this week is not a whole lot of anything. I'm going to be quite honest and transparent here. I don't see anything in particular trending up. We still have the same old, same old trending up. You've got the Medieval Madness Royals that are still selling for way over MSRP. You've still got the Turtles Ellies that are still selling more than MSRP new in box. There's not been a lot of fluctuation week to week here uh, on the secondary market. I mean, trending up, honestly, is just the visualization that I have of poor 20-year-old Dennis Creasel Marsh up with that horse on top of him. Oh, man. Was it a boy horse or a girl horse? It was a boy horse. Oh. It was a gelding. A gelding. What was the gelding's name? Uh, TC. 
TC. Yeah, he's named for a gun. At that Why time, not name all, the him ho- Colt? all the horses were named for guns. Was there a Colt? Uh, I don't know if they named one Colt. Don't remember. Was there a Westchester? Winchester. Winchester. Yeah, I think there was a Winchester. Was there? Was there a Glock? <laughs> Maybe. I don't blah, know. Blah. Mostly rifles, I think. Mostly. Uh, so turning up is that. Wait, where? What were you wearing? I do, why would I remember that? That's the stupid question. Because you know that you were dressed up. Dress, you don't go out in the marsh like with your Kmart cowboy look. I want that look. Well, you're one blue light special away from it. Trading down this week is a couple pins. Uh, Lord of the Rings for one. Wait a minute, how in the hell can that be trending down? It it was the runner-up on the showdown. It's being talked about vaulting. What? How? Well, that's the problem. George Gomez, chief creative officer at Stern Pinball, when he talks about the possibility of a uh, of a remake and a vault of Lord of the Rings, I'm sure there's some difficulties with the White Star system, but it can be done. Sure, some of the parts are no longer being made and they'd have to remanufacture all that stuff, sure. But you talk about it and look at the market now. Pew, 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 pew. They're everywhere. Lord of the Rings are everywhere. Right now, if you're wanting a Lord of the Rings, you can get one. Uh, they're back down to $6,000. Maybe a little more if you get an over-the-top nice one. Uh, with a buttery smooth play field and, and nowhere but color DMD possibly. But $6,000, don't pay any more for a Lord of the Rings than that. There's plenty out there. Also trending down this week is a Munsters Premium. Not just one, like all of them. I've not seen for some reason this week is Munsters Premium Week, ladies and gentlemen. The price continues to go down and the number of pins on the secondary market continues to go up. That is when you fall into the pinball market trends trending down. Also trending down is Data East. This this is a broken record, but it's Guns and Roses. Sure, it's a fun pin. Sure, it's like their only wide body. Was it their only Data East wide body? No, uh, WWF is also wide. I always forget Royal Rumble is wide. Nevertheless, Guns and Roses, I'm just telling you, people. This is your friendly reminder. Not saying that JJP's making GNR. But damn it, if they do, that Guns N' Roses is nothing that's so special that's going to retain its value like it is right now. Everybody wants a Guns N' Roses band-themed pinball machine. So it's holding value right now. Is it that great of a game, Dennis? i trying to remember if I've pl- I have played it. Um, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But get rid of it. <laughs> get rid of it. Don't say I didn't tell you so. Ooh, and I gotta jump into this because we've got a lot of them. This week's Pinball Market Trends, D-O-T Dub. Bye, bye, bye! You know what that's acronym for? No, I have no idea. A lot of deals of the week this week. Number one, I'm gonna go through them quick because we got a lot of them. A Star Wars Pro Comic Edition. Now, the reason is it's $5,000. That might not sound like a steal of the week, but it is a deal of the week because he's got the inside art blades, right? It's pretty flawless. It's mint. And these just, they haven't started popping up on the secondary market much yet. So if you're looking for a Star Wars comic, this is a good one to get. This is out of Boone, North Carolina by Supermass 77. That's a deal of the week. Also a deal of the week, ACDC Helen Topper. Now, just those uh, descriptors alone, Dennis, do you know what that is? Nope. Okay, I didn't think so. When they came out with the Pro, the original Pro, people didn't like the Angus face. So I think Auric 
developed a, a Helen character. She's a devil, a sultry, beautiful character. So you could have a decal on the playfield, but to match that, there's also a trans light that was made, and there was also a topper that was made. And I gotta say, this topper... Whoa, boy. The topper is nice looking, but you don't ever see them. This one is for sale. There's right, I don't even know how this is still available. The guy sold the ACDC. The person buying it didn't want the topper. It does contain nudity. $150 for this Helen topper? Bye, bye, bye! I thought about buying it, even just to have it. $150 is cheap. Also, they have a Helen sticker kit for the Pro. It comes in three different styles. $100? They don't even make them anymore. You guys, $250 for this package. Instead or best offer. Call or text Alan today. I'm going to give his freaking phone number out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, because this is a freaking steal. 606-344-5558. That's 606-344-5558. Another deal of the week this week is an Avatar LE outside of unknown. What? That doesn't help. Looks like Virginia area. Maybe Washington area. Clyde's guy, 82, is selling it. An Avatar LE, really nice shape. Playfield's been signed by the designers. Even includes a laserific topper. And it says, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, the walker did break, but it was repaired. They have a new inbox replacement one as well. Anyway, it's in storage. There's no pictures. This is a pending deal of the week. You like that, Dennis? Pending deal of the week. No, nope, because sounds silly. Yeah, $4,450. That's the deal of the week if this thing is in good condition. Comes with a topper. I would like to have that. Bye, bye, bye! So if anybody wants to pick up that Helen, I'll put that Helen topper on that Avatar LE. That'll look good. Bye, bye, bye! This is a Dennis Creasel special deal of the week. An Aftor. Huh? Wicco, Wicco. It's a wide body. Is it a wide body? I don't know. Yep. Wicco, is it Wicco? Uh, Wicko, Wicko, yeah, I think, Wicko. People, I think it is pronounced Wicko. 1984 Avtor. You don't see them much, right? They're a rare no. machine. Now, on this one, $1,950. Just finding one of these, that's not a steal of the week, but here's what makes this thing a deal of the week. Bye, bye, bye! That's because it comes with a spare, minty, populated playfield. So you, you get the rarity of this game, plus a rarity of a populated playfield that you can swap out. Uh, and have a nice play field. 1950. If you're into Wicca Wicca games, that's a deal of the week. Bye, bye, bye. Ooh, another deal of the week is Star Trek LE. These things always go for $8,000. Not this one. $6,300? Oh, my oboe? Get out of here. <coughs> Game on Michigan in Midland, Michigan is selling a stern Star Trek LE. It's been on location, but it's fully functioning. I'm guessing if I'm looking at this thing and they're not showing the shooter lane anytime don't try to sh hide your shooter lane I know you got some dirty shooter lane action if you're trying to hide it you ever seen that trick Dennis mm, uh, yeah I guess I never thought if they were trying to hide it or just didn't think anyone really cared I think people should embrace their shooter lane you show it to the world well I always take a photo of it I never know if it's really like a joke or not but I do it you don't need a modesty decal for that shooter lane. Show it. Be proud, baby. That's what God gave you. But they don't show the shooter lane. So I'm thinking if it was on location, then yeah, maybe it's maybe it's tore up from the floor up a little bit. But, I mean, Dennis, $6,300 oboe. It has those side armors, so it's not like you're going to get flipper button wear. 
It's a beautiful machine, $6,300. If you can get that thing at $6,000, take it to the bank, people. You've done a nice job. Bye, bye, bye! And you were only helped by the Pinball Marketing's Deal of the Week. And last Deal of the Week this week is a Deadpool LE. It's new in box. Ooh, with the stern warranty. Who's selling this? Right out of Black Lick, Ohio. Jamie? J-A-I-M-M-Y-127 on Pinside. These things are gone. You don't see many of them anymore, new in the box still. So they were hoarding on to one of them. 9,300 cash. Now, I, look, Dennis, I get it. You're going to be like, that's more than MSRP. How is that a deal of the week? Well, because they're gone. They're gone. Finito. For $9,300, you're paying just a weensy beensy premium for a brand new in the box Stern LE that is a Deadpool? Pfft, come on. Forget about it. Bye, bye, bye. They're also willing to trade for Valley Williams titles, especially have restorations. Ding. And back by popular demand. <laughs> because last week was so much fun doing a deals of the what the fuck? Floods of emails and messages sent to us. They thought I edited in your laugh. Like, we're not the type of podcast that edits in laugh tracks. <laughs> <laughs> that was all natural, baby. And that is my goal of the pinball show is to get Dennis to laugh. He has the most infectious laugh in pinball. I freaking love it. And you lost it with The Simpsons. Yeah, no, it was it was excessive, but that was my fault. That wasn't editing. Boop, 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 boop. Pinball Market Trends update. That game's still for sale. Oh, really? Why? <laughs> still, nobody's going to buy that piece of shit for $4,600. But this week's deal of the what the fuck is a 1990 Data East... Back to the Future. Mark Penn, 2013. I think I know Mark. Good dude. He's got a Back to the Future. Now, it is nice. Plays 100%. It's been shopped out. I get it. The back glass, very nice. Got some small nicks on the cabinet. Okay. $4,500, Dennis. No, st- Mark. $4,500 for this turd? Now, really, this is a just an overpriced game. Nobody should ever spend 40 I'm looking at the pictures now. There's a freaking pop bumper ring. Where? Come on, Mark. No. No, no, no. Do not buy this game. Or buy it if you want to. If you're a moron. Smells like Bigfoot's dick. Oh, I wouldn't buy this game. No. Offer him 3000 Buy, buy, buy! And then throw it into the marsh. That stupid-ass hard-headed horse that Dennis was riding. Really, the reason I bring this up is because I just... Why is anybody spending money on a shit version of a fake game? I don't get it. I'll never get it. Never understand. Look at Michael J. Fox in that. That's not Michael J. Fox, people. There's nothing fun about this game. Except for the colors. I like the uh, the powder-coated wire form that's red and orange and yellow. Just on different spots. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm going to design a Back to the Future game. I'm going to pitch it to Stern and JJP, and I'm going to be famous in the pinball world forever. And that is your goal. And that is this week's Pinball Market Trends. Trademark. Oh, wait a minute. We've got a viewer trend. I almost forgot about our boy David Dennis. He's got one, and I don't know. I think it might be geared towards you. Trending up this week, gimmick infringement. Hey, Dennis Creasel, this is David Dennis from the Silverball Chronicles podcast here on TPN. I hope you know that I'm the history guy here on TPN, okay? 
So your whole history lesson last week, that's out of line, buddy. That's, that's my gimmick. That's what I do. Stay in your lane. Wow. Ouch. Did you hear that? <laughs> he said, suck my nuts. What? Stay in your lane. Oh, wow, my lane. The lane that he keeps uh, he keeps driving into in order to help research out all of his uh, segments. Is that what is that what he's referencing? Now look at him. Bow! No, he did! It's like, let me, here, well, you know, oh, God, I hate viewer trends so much. Okay. Oh, well, man. Well, Mr. David Dennis, I will, uh, I will take it under advisement, but I would remind you that I am pinball history. Ooh! Buddy, you still there? <laughs> I just don't know. It seems like you're trying to speak, but you just took a hell of a hit. I just popped your skull so hard, your eyeball just popped out. Boom, David Dennis. I like David, but I got your back on this one. Oh, I mean, what 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 is this? Is he challenging me? Challenging me to trivia? What what oh, is this? Oh. It's quaint, is what it is. Man, I love a gal that buys me dinner and doesn't expect me to put out. <laughs> what a right quaint now, mission. Ron Hallett is hiding. <laughs> Ron would be a challenge. David, yes. not not so much. Little pig, little pig, let me in. I think David Dennis is to pinball history as I am to playfield multipliers. I don't know, because I'm not sure if you were to talk about playfield multipliers that it would be interesting. And Silverball Chronicles is a very interesting podcast. Oh, it's so good. Damn, it's a runaway hit. It's probably... To many, the best podcast that TPN offers. That is funny to hear. Yeah, but I've seen people say that, that it's their favorite. I think it's cute. Yep. It's cute. It's what? Cute. It's like, it's substantive. It's like our most substantive uh, piece of programming yeah, on the podcast that. side. I can see that. I love it. Every time it comes out, it's an instant play for me. Mm-hmm. But damn, David, you just got handed to by Dennis Creasel. How does that feel? This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. I get it every week. Don't feel bad. Dennis Creasel Dunn said, not today. <laughs> reminds me of the, uh, oh gosh, video? this is way too inside baseball. But it reminds me where, because I don't think it was on a podcast page. I remember having a discussion and Jason Fowler <laughs> challenged mm-hmm. me on some historical thing involving oh, stern geez. electronics. I didn't mean to be mean about it, but I remember, <laughs> uh, David will remember this too, David Dennis will, but I remember in response that uh, Jason had expressed something that was inaccurate. And <laughs> to counter it, I explained the what had actually happened. And as my source, I cited my own article. <laughs> in case you haven't caught on. I just slid my dick down your throat, and you thanked me for it. <laughs> I felt kind of bad, but it was... No, embrace uh, that. That feels good. I just, rem- I just remember, because after that, that's where J- Jason Fowler of... Uh, Formerly of Slap Save. He said, oh, I got creaseled, was how he described yes. it afterwards. Man, David Dennis, you just got creaseled. Today was a productive damn day. All right, let's close up shop there, Dennis. Where can people reach you in between now and the next EGP? I always email eclecticgamerspodcast.gmail.com. The show over there is at eclecticgamers.com. So that's probably the best way. 
Are we going to see you streaming more frequently, or is I don't know more frequently. Go? I did a few days ago. Uh, it yeah. just depends. It just depends. I'm just, I'm still really busy, and it's like, and we have so many TPN affiliated yes, streamers yes. now. It's like I, I basically anytime I go, I'm stomping on someone else's schedule, and yeah. their shows are their their streams are better than mm-hmm. mine. So it's kind of like. Eh. I used to do it to practice for competitive, but there's no competitive right now, so it's kind of like killed my motivation. It's killed a lot of people's motivation, unfortunately. I'm hoping within the next week, uh, Dennis and I will be able to announce, whether it's on social media or next week's show, some exciting and upcoming modifications. I don't want to say changes, but modifications to the Pinball Network that we've been working on. Um, and you can always email us at the pinball network at gmail.com. If you're looking to reach out to myself, you can do so as well through SDT and pinball at gmail.com. Go and watch and subscribe and follow straight down the middle of pinball show video series on YouTube. And of course, if you're looking to buy a brand new pinball machine, your place is flipping out pinball. We've talked about some rumored games. Get on the list now with flipping out pinball at Zach Z C H at flip the letter in out pinball.com or 812-457-9711. TPN this past week we had we upped the game on streamer clips. We went up to top ten because there were so many good ones. And people have been people like the top ten now. They're like even better. Yeah, it was a good idea. So be looking for those in the future. And TPN this upcoming week, Dennis. I think we we should be due for Silverball Chronicles. I think so. I know it's yeah. recorded. Uh, just I, last I heard, it was still being edited. Okay, very nice, very nice. And then if you would like to review our show, uh, we did get a nice review on uh, the DB site, the Pinball Database. So if you want to review us at this point, I want to see what the majority think about us because there's some there's some uh, turd reviews out there. So. If you got something nice to say, help us out on iTunes or This Week in Pinball's uh, database. That would be greatly. Just do it right now. The show's almost over. Listen to Dennis and I's banter as we outro. Listen to a little uh, little outtakes, uh, my clever use of music, and then go review us. Five stars, baby. Say something nice. I love the pinball show, but we need less Zach, more Dennis. All right, everybody, until next week. For Dennis Creasel, I am Zachary Minnie. Remember to keep your very targets aligned and your stand-up targets singular. Uh, and always practice safe pinballing. He never hung his head up at Kitty's place. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll and ride. I need to take a restroom break. If you want to Go keep ahead. going, you can. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Your segment makes me want to shit. Yeah, go ahead. Go I'll be ahead. right back. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> so another time, let me tell you a time I fell off a cliff. That'd be fun too. What? Oh no. my god, we're saving that one. No, no. no. <laughs> I did not fall off a cliff with a horse. That would be, I'd probably not be alive. <laughs> with Nikes, you fell off with Nikes. No, I wore cowboy boots when I ride. You can't riding with sneakers is weird. It doesn't. Uh, they don't fit in the stirrup well. Hmm. It's hard to keep. It's hard to you, your foot can slide through all the way, so your heel goes through. Like your whole leg is in the stirrup, and you might get. That's why you wear cowboy boots because it got the heel. Yeah. So you like can't uh, click can't in. Through. Yeah. So it's not for. Like a, like it's a not for Kmart purposes. It's a there's a practical reason. So I always wore boots while riding, unless it was like a real like just riding in the corral or something. I wouldn't wear 
uh, walking shoes for that. Speaking of boots, I just got new sneakers. I had to... Uh, I bought one. It was going to take too long for them to come. They're Michael Jordans. Uh, so I bought a second pair of a different style of Michael Jordan. And I almost... I did think about it. I thought, you know what? I bet... I bet Creasel would appreciate if I'm going to buy a pair of Jordans, maybe I buy him a matching set, send them to him. And I almost did, but I didn't know what your size was. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't, I don't ever a, get, I get the nine Nike and a shocks. I don't <laughs> No, They're not quite that small, but um, you seem like a, you seem like a 10 and a half, 11 guy. No, I wear a 10. Okay. Pretty close. I'm a 12. Would you have Would you have wore Jordans if I if I would have sent you? I'd have size? to I'd have to have tried them on to see if they were comfortable. Oh uh, God, it's not about comfort. Oh my God, it's about you. the look Jesus. of them. No, I'm not trying to impress anyone. Those days are long gone. Oh, it's not impressing anybody. I just look in the mirror and I'm like, oh shit. It's impressing yourself. So nice yeah, it is. Nice kicks there. I don't. And they don't have need full zoom air cushioning. So look believe the, me, as I look in the nice. mirror, as I tighten my Hermé tie, and I'm like, yeah, I need some <laughs> Air Jordans to just. We always go with the out. shocks. See, the shocks are stiff. You know that. I'm a, I'm yeah, a big aficionado and, sneakers. The, and the shocks are a stiffer feel. They that I don't, are, and I don't really I've like. just I've worn them for years as part of it. But I've tried some Adidas recently, and I actually like them more. But the shocks really? turn into really good mowing shoes because they're so stiff. Yep. And then yep. I've been, cause I'm wearing my old pair of Adidas when I mow, uh, but I, I've slipped a couple of times and I'm like, Ooh, this could end up tragic if I slip under the mow. Well, you go like a uh, pinball stuff. You, you don't wear a dress shoe, do you? You wear a no, no, sneaker. No. Yeah. Yeah. I almost well, always in sneakers unless I have to, uh, except when I'm going to work. Well, not now and nowadays. What would the Casey crew to... think if you, if you showed up to a league rocking some J's? They're not going to notice. No one Bullshit, notices. Bullshit, dude. No Dennis one Creasel notices. walks in with some Jordans on. People are going to say something. I mean, I just said that it was happy hour at the Pussy Bar and Dwight eats for free. And you're telling me no. 